Look around you at those who really excel in their careers, those who dominate their careers. How do they perform at such a high level? I can boil it down to three things that they do to perform at a high level. They understand, they own, and they leverage their unique natural behavioral style. And in this week's episode, you're going to find out how you can perform at a higher level in your career and life by understanding, owning, and leveraging your style. Hey there, I'm Steve Van Wardle, Chief Strategist and Talent Advisor here at Stop the Vanilla and the host of the Stop the Vanilla Experience, where we explore how you can achieve the vision for your business and your career in life by having the right strategy and right talent. In your business, when your talent decisions and your talent planning are based on your strategy, your company will accelerate towards your vision and achieve record profitability and growth. And in your career and life, when you have the right strategy based on your natural talents, you will love what you do, deliver it naturally, excel at it, and get rewarded for it, allowing you to live the life you want. And by the way, um, this week we uh, sent the final manuscript to the printers for Stop the Vanilla in Your Career and Life, and uh, we're really super excited about that and really have the objective of changing 100,000 lives by helping people love what they do to live the life they want. So in the podcast notes, you can uh, find a link to sign up for information or even purchase Stop the Vanilla in Your Career and Life. Um, and so we're excited to have that out and have it on its way. And I uh, hope you enjoy that. All right, so let's dive into the podcast here today. Um, today, we're going to talk about step two of the Stop the Vanilla in Your Career and Life planning process. And that's really understanding the natural strengths of your unique behavioral style, your natural behavioral style. And really, you know, it's about understanding how you, you know, so let me, let me start with a question. How do you find yourself behaving in private conversations in front of a group of people or, or alone in a crowd? Where do you bring the greatest value to a project, an organization, or a team, or to yourself? It all begins by understanding yourself, by having a high level of self-awareness. And I put it this way in the book, too. If there's one thing you take away from the Stop the Vanilla in Your Career and Life process or even this podcast or anything we do here at Stop the Vanilla, the most important takeaway that you can have is the importance of understanding, owning, and leveraging your natural behavioral style. And you do that by using behavioral science. And we see using behavioral science as one of the really unique features of our career and life planning process because it's not based on subjective input. It's based on objective input. It's based on accurate behavioral science that enables us to use objective, not subjective information. I mean, behavioral science is coming up on 100 years of being around, and it's not smoke and mirrors. It's in-depth, accurate science. It's like learning physics and chemistry in high school. Behavioral science is the same way. And if someone happens to, uh, you know, say that they've taken a personality test or refer to DISC as a personality test, it's because, you know, that calling it a personality test really, I grit my teeth when I hear that because it's neither a test nor a measure of your personality. It's an assessment uh, 
right? That measures behavior, which is only one aspect of your personality. I mean, as an example, your sense of humor is part of your personality, and we don't measure that to make a hire or help you in your development. And there's no right or wrong answers with a DISC assessment, and therefore it's just a discovery of how you are wired. Um, so it's a behavioral science assessment, not a personality test. And when you, in the last podcast, we talked about when you're passionate about what you do, and now you add this component to it, you add your natural behavioral style, now you're going to love what you do and you're going to execute it most naturally, which puts you in a prime position to succeed, to improve without limits, and to continually enjoy the increasing dividends of that. And that's really the crux of the stop the vanilla in your career and life process. There's simply no ceiling to your success when you love what you do and you deliver it naturally. And knowing your style really helps you understand now how your style impacts other relationships. So not only is it how you build your career and wrap those strengths around something you love to do, but it also helps you have healthier relationships because once you understand your style, now you can understand the style of those people around you. I see behavioral science becoming more mainstream as people realize that it can help, it will ensure that they love what they do and they live the life that they want. I mean, the thing that's crazy about behavioral style is that everybody in the world, everybody in your life has a natural behavioral style. That's your boss, your best friend, your kids, your direct reports. Everyone has their own natural behavioral style. And what exactly is yours? The thing that's crazy is it takes about 10 or so minutes to take a disbehavioral science assessment. And I put probably that 20% of the population understands their natural behavioral style. So when we, you know, when we see that Deloitte finds that 87% of the working of the America's workforce under, or is passionate about what they do for a living, and then you see that very few people understand who they naturally are, it kind of all starts to make sense, right? And we view that everyone from their sophomore year in high school should understand their natural behavioral style. They should understand their DISC score. Now, why do we, why do we put it on that time frame? Because freshman year, you know, you're in the big house now in high school, and so that's, that's, a, that's a transition in itself. But by sophomore year, your natural behavioral style is pretty much locked in for the rest of your life. You, say, you may see a few minor changes here and there, but the shape of your style is always going to stay the same the rest of your life. And therefore, when your sophomore year, you start using it to put your career plan together um, for your junior and senior year classes and then have a career plan by the time you graduate high school. Now, this is effective. Understanding behavioral style is critical for at any age, but we always see that sophomore year in high school is the prime time to really understand your style. Um, and it's not a subjective, this is what I feel who I am, or this is what I think I am. When you read your DISC behavioral science assessment, the tools that we use, um, I mean, it nails who you are. And so why is knowing yourself so important? Because you cannot overcome something if you're not aware of it, if you're not aware of it, if you're not aware it even exists. That's why knowing your natural behavioral style is so central to living a happy and fulfilling life by having a career that comes naturally to you. And that's where your natural behavioral style comes in. Now, how do I know this? Because I was clueless to who I was. I, I knew who I was. 
I was action-oriented, I was a problem-solver, I was a visionary, I was fast-paced. But behavioral science helped me understand me better. I knew myself, but I didn't understand myself, if that makes sense. And that's where behavioral science comes in. And when, when I took my first behavioral science assessment at the age of 35, um, I discovered the good and the bad of my style. I mean, the intensity of my style, I, I didn't understand that. I knew about it, but I didn't understand it. And once I understood it, it was like a game changer for me. It was a game changer in my life. And so what is your DISC score? The D stands for dominance and how you handle problems and conflict. The I stands for influencing and how you handle people. The S of DISC stands for your pace at work. And then the C stands for compliance and procedures and details. So it's really the four P's of DISC, problems, people, pace, and procedures. My DISC, I have an 88 on my dominance factor. I have an 88 on my influence, my I. I have a 7 on my S, and I have a 28 on my C. That is who I am. And in my earlier careers, when I didn't understand the intensity of it, because the higher the score or the lower the score of each of your disc, your four disc factors, the more intensity you have in your style. And I didn't understand the intensity I have in my style. I mean, I have two at 88 and I have one at a seven. So remember, the higher the lower, the more intensity. Scores that are around 30, 40, 50, 60 are moderate intensity. I do not have a moderate factor in my whole style. And when I was early in my early careers, I'll be honest with you, I was a piece of work. <laughs> I didn't understand the intensity of my style. I did not understand my gifts and the blind spots of my style. And I was clueless as how the intensity of my style impacted other people. And once, and I, and I always say this, that when I took my first behavioral science assessment, um, it was the first day of the rest of my life because I was clueless as to how my, who, my, who I was and how my style impacted other people. And the moment I started understanding that was when I started having a much more fulfilling, fulfilling career and I started having much healthier relationships all around me. I mean, as the brilliant philosopher Socrates says, you know, an unexamined, the unexamined life is not worth living. Um, and I had not examined my life until I was 35 year, years old. I did not understand myself. I knew myself, but I did not understand myself. Um, so the first step to owning and leveraging your style is you got to understand it. And if you do not understand your style, if you have never taken a DISC assessment, um, contact us at info@stopthevanilla.com for more information on how you can get a DISC assessment and purchase one because I'm telling you, it changed my life. And as I coach and work with thousands of leaders, the, the self-awareness that comes from understanding your natural behavioral style is a game changer in your life. End of discussion. I mean, in, my, in the last podcast, I shared with you that I discovered my passion for strategy in my life when I was 21. It took me another 15 years to really, you know, take my first behavioral science assessment and really tie those two things together that allows me to love what I do for a living, deliver it naturally, and excel at it and get rewarded for it. So once you understand yourself, Okay, that's the first step. Understand, own, and leverage, right? So once you understand your style, the next step is to begin to own your style. Now, did you get to pick your parents? <laughs> that's a question I love asking a group of people because obviously not. You know, we didn't get to pick our parents, nor did we get to decide if we wanted to be an extrovert or an introvert or be detail-oriented or not detail-oriented. 
You also didn't get to choose your natural behavioral style, but you still need to own it to live the life of your choice. As we have a saying here, you have to own the cone. Um, we have a, a mint chocolate chip cone and the ice cream, the mint chocolate chip is your passion in life. And the cone is your natural behavioral style, the hard structure surrounding the mint chocolate chip. And so we, we say here, you gotta own the cone. And I'll be, I'll be honest with you, owning your style um, is one of the toughest steps, again, of this process. Um, we all have attributes in our style that we're not crazy about, things that we don't like about ourselves. I mean, it took me several years to own my style. So, you know, I first took my first behavioral science assessment at the age of 35, and I didn't understand my, I started understanding myself. It took me a couple years to own my style um, and own the things I didn't like about my style. But I came to realize that my style was created by things outside of my control, like genetics, birth order, how your parents raised you. I mean, you, you have no control over any of those factors, but those are the things that create how you're wired. They create, are you extroverted or introverted, detail-oriented or not? Do you have a fast pace or more methodical pace? So the thing that's crazy about owning your style is that you, gotta, you didn't create your style, but in order to live the life you want and love what you do for a living, you have to own your style. And the beauty is, is there's no shame or pride in the results of your DISC assessment. There's nothing to be bashful or to brag about or to boast about. Behavioral science assessment, I would say behavioral science in general, removes emotion and bias from the way you view and think about yourself and the way you talk about yourself to others. Describing your natural behavioral style as fact and science instead of feeling or opinion therefore provides you general clarity of self. We always talk about moving from development, from development to defensiveness. I can't change my style. I didn't create my style, so I might as well own it. And when I own it, I'm going to become less defensive and more able to develop and leverage my skills and my natural talents. The one thing I always tell people, too, is that when it comes to your natural behavioral style is that we all have issues. And our style, when our style gets the best of us, it creates issues and misunderstandings in our life. And everybody has issues. And if someone tells you that they don't, like that's their first issue. <laughs> everybody has issues and challenges because all of us have blind spots in our style. And so you want to stop wasting energy on something you did not create and cannot alter or change. And when I had that realization, that's when I came to owning my style. That was a huge breakthrough in my life. And that, I want that to be a breakthrough for you too. First understand it. What is your disc score? What are those four numbers, right? Start learning what that means. And then the next step you have to go through is owning your style. Because you're eventually going to make a mistake because of your natural behavioral style, which is inevitable, right? But when you do that, you need to own it. You need to apologize for it. You need to learn from it. And then you need to move on. Making things right when your natural state behavioral style gets the best of you can be one of the hardest parts of owning it. But if you not own your style, though, you'll fail to resolve little issues in your life, misunderstandings with those people closest to you, those you work with, those you live with. And eventually, they become major issues that really take a lot of time to resolve, or you may never resolve. So before you can own your style, you need to overcome what we call style envy. Style envy is when you, when other leaders have a gift or a trait that you want to have. 
Um, they're patient. They're detail-oriented. They're really technical. They're able to have the tough conversations. Style envy is a waste of time because there's nothing that you can do to change it. You know, others, others want to follow a leader that owns their style. They want to follow someone that is transparent and vulnerable and honest about their strengths and weaknesses. So having envy and wishing you were something that you're not, it's, it's not even worth wasting any energy on that because you can't change that. You can overcome it, but you can't change that. And this is who I am, and I need to understand it, and I need to own it. And having, being envious about someone else's gifts doesn't bring, do, bring any value. There's no good in that. And true leadership, really, true leadership is that once you understand and own and leverage your style, true leadership is when you help others understand, own, and leverage their style. People want to follow and work with a leader that understands and owns who they are. And we always talk, another thing we talk about style envy, and we talk about style denial. People who deny that to accept who they are. And again, this becomes most difficult when we deny the flaws or blind spots of our style. I stink at listening because of my fast pace and my active mind. And I denied that for years, like I'm a great listener. No, I'm not. I had to own that. Right? We all know people in our life who do not own their style. They let their style get the best of them instead of saying they're sorry or apologizing for it. They just don't own it. And I'll be honest with you, some people get stuck at this step in the stop the vanilla in your career and life process because they're unwilling to own their style. And we all know, who, we all know people who are stuck at this step. And I can just tell you that transparency, being transparent and vulnerable about your style, is the first step to owning it. Transparency is the foundation of humility, and perhaps the single greatest key to life of growth and fulfilling relationships is being transparent and humble about who you are. Hey, man, um, my style got the best of me the other day. I'm sorry about that. I'm going to learn from that. Do you accept my apology? Can we move on? There's a, there's a, ser a serenity prayer that I came across that we actually uh, quote in the book, and it's from Reinhold Niebuhr, but he, he says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. The things that I need to accept that I cannot change, that's our natural behavioral style, right? We can't change it, but we can overcome it by owning it. And that's really what this is all about. You can't change it, so you might as well own it. And when you own it, you'll be rewarded in the next step when you leverage it. So the first step is understanding your style. The second step is owning your style. And now the third step is leveraging your style. Understanding owning your style gives you the life-changing benefit in your career and life satisfaction. But leveraging your style is really where the big breakthroughs come. And that's, that's really the ultimate purpose of the Stop the Vanilla in Your Career and Life process is to help you leverage your style to have those breakthroughs in your life. And the most effective way to leverage your style is to find a career that fits your style a career that you deliver naturally. It comes easy for you. It, it, it's, it's, it comes naturally to you. It's like you're a lot better at doing these things than others are because you're so natural. You're good at it. We love what we do, what we're good at, and when we're good at it, we want to do more of it. And that's really what understanding your natural behavioral style is all about. And because when you're so good at it, you get rewarded for it. 
So do what you love, love what you do, and become the best at it. And again, that is what the Stop the Vanilla in Your Career and Life process is all about. It's about leveraging your natural behavioral style in your career and life to love what you do and live the life you want. And then one of the other things that you can do to leverage your behavioral style is then put techniques in place that help you more effectively manage and overcome the blind spots of the style, that, of the, the blind spots and the weaknesses of your style that you now own. So for example, I was talking earlier about my style just because of my high D, my active mind, my high dominance, and my low S. I'm terrible at listening. And so I use a technique now I call listening with my eyes, right? When I'm talking to a person, I look them in the eyes all the time to stay focused on listening to the conversation. Um, so you, when you own your style, you say, hey, I have this flaw, I have this blind spot. And then you put techniques in place to overcome them. Um, and so listening with my eyes is a technique that I use every day to overcome the blind spot of my style to listening, effective listening. Another technique I use is to really be conscious of my pace when I enter a room or a meeting or I'm going to meet another person because my pace, my intensity is very high and I have to manage that and I have to be conscious of that and, I'm, and I overcome that by really kind of modifying my pace when I approach another person. And so you leverage your style in two key ways. You leverage it by wrapping the strengths of your natural style around a passion in your life to love what you do for a living and live the life you want. And the second thing is once you own your style, you can put techniques in place to overcome your style um, and just become a better leader, a better person, a better husband, a better wife, because you're minimizing the blind spots of your style. So to recap today's episode, there's three things to help you perform better in your career and your life. The first one is to understand your style, your natural behavioral style. The second step is to own it. And then the third step is to leverage your natural behavioral style. When I discovered my natural behavioral style at the age of 35, it felt like the first day of the rest of my life. And in coaching sessions, when others experience that, that moment, it's like their life changes forever. And if you understand your behavioral style, then you're on your way. If you don't understand your behavioral style, contact us at Info at Stop the Vanilla to provide you, to get you, some, uh, get you an assessment. A behavior, an accurate and reliable behavioral science assessment that helps you understand, own, and leverage your natural behavioral style. So my single scoop for you today, my one actionable takeaway is, on a scale of 1 to 10, to what level, 10 being high, to what level do you understand, own, and leverage your natural behavioral style? How are you wired? What comes naturally to you? And I will tell you, um, pre being, you know, prior to my 35th birthday, I would have given myself a three. Now I give myself an eight with more room to work on it yet because our style always it sometimes gets the best of us. So where are you at on a scale of one to ten in understanding, owning, and leveraging your natural behavioral style? I want you to think about that, and then I want you to take action based on that. In our next podcast, we'll talk about how you wrap the strengths of your natural behavioral style around a passion in your life to love what you do for a living and live the life you want. And so I want to thank you for listening to Stop the Vanilla Experience. If you found this podcast valuable to you, hit the subscribe button so you receive our future podcast to help you implement you know, quick tips and key ideas into your business, career, and life. 
You can email me at info at with any suggestions on how we can make this podcast more valuable to you and your team. And if you want to receive an email each week that contains the podcast episode and other helpful content, you can sign up for our weekly scoop at StopToVanilla.com and clicking on the weekly scoop tab on the top. At Stop to Vanilla, we help leaders achieve the vision for their business and their career in life with the right strategy and right talent. There is nothing you can't accomplish with the right plan and the right talent. And always remember, those who plan, profit. Profit.